Welcome to Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast, Episode 7. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, a private pilot sharing my tips and tricks to make the skies a safer place. In today's episode, we'll be looking at aeronautical decision-making, or ADM, and applying it to news stories from the past month. Stay tuned for all this and more, and Squawk 5353. Before we get into the news stories of last month, it's important to understand what aeronautical decision-making is. Aeronautical decision-making, or ADM, is a systematic approach to the mental process of evaluating a given set of circumstances and determining the best course of action. This definition comes directly from the FAA. Although this sentence does provide a good description of the ADM process, one may find a difficult time applying this to real-world situations. In its most basic form, ADM can be simplified down to perceive, process, or perform, or the three P's. Perceive is to take in a given set of circumstances for your flight. The next P, process, is used by evaluating their impact on flight safety. And finally, P for perform, can be used as implementing the best course of action. Each of these three P's have their own set of acronyms which accompany them, making them easier to understand. The first one, PERCEIVE, has the acronym of PAVE. Before you even leave the airport, one should perform a PAVE checklist to make sure they are fit for flight. The P in the PAVE checklist stands for the pilot. As a pilot, are you fit to fly? Are you current? Or a better question, are you proficient? Do you have any conditions which might make flying difficult on a given day, such as a sickness or a heightened emotional sense? The next letter of the acronym, A, stands for your aircraft. Is your airplane airworthy? Is there any inoperative equipment? And do you feel comfortable flying the certain make and model that you are going to fly? The next letter, V, is for environment. How is the weather on the given day of flying? Is there a strong crosswind or a possible airport closure you don't know about? Make sure to check all your boxes and the environment category before continuing on your flight. Finally, the E stands for external pressures. The most common of external pressures is get their itis. Many times, pilots will feel pressured to get to their destination by some external factor. Make sure that you as the pilot are not experiencing any of these so you can make a safe flight. Using the four letters of the PAVE checklist, you now are able to identify if you are safe and ready for flight. If you answered no to any of the questions, you should not be flying. Now that you've taken in your surroundings, you must work on the next part of the three P's, the process part. For this part of ADM, you should use an acronym such as CARE. The C in CARE stands for consequences. As Isaac Newton said, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. We can apply this to us as pilots. For example, if you depart after a full workday, you could be fatigued and not be able to make good aeronautical decisions. The A stands for alternatives. As we talked about before, get their itis is a very common problem for pilots. 
make sure you have alternatives in place in case you cannot go flying on a certain day. You can always delay the flight, reschedule a meeting that you have to get to, or simply drive to your destination. Although not ideal, it is always a safer option than flying into IMC conditions from a VFR flight. The R in the CARE acronym deals with reality. Oftentimes we as pilots overlook the harsh reality of flying and the dangers about it. Make sure that you understand the dangers and distractions of fatigue and other emotions and the effect they can have on your flying capabilities. The E in the acronym again stands for external pressures. If you are already in the air, it's better to turn around instead of flying into icing conditions, thunderstorms, or IMC. A good rule of thumb is that if you say you are probably okay, it's definitely time for a solid reality check. If you are worried about missing a meeting, be realistic about how that pressure could affect your initial go-no-go decision, but also your in-flight decisions to continue the flight or to divert. Finally, the last of the three P's is to PERFORM. The acronym for PERFORM is ME. M stands for Mitigate to Eliminate Risk, and E stands for Evaluate Outcome of Actions. Your mental willingness to follow through on safe decisions, especially those that require delay or diversion, is critical. There are many ways which you can get better at this. One way which has proven useful again and again is the use of a personal minimums checklist. If the weather criteria do not meet this checklist, it's easier to make a go-no-go -no -go decision. Have good alternatives along your route and pre-flight your passengers. For more information about flying with passengers, check out episode 1 of this podcast. We as pilots are human, however, and often make mistakes. A pilot's mistakes are often referred to as pilot error, which is defined as an action or inaction that leads to a deviation from intentions and expectations. Sometimes, pilot error involves deficiencies in aircraft control or physical airplane skill. These errors can be prevented through maneuver-based training and practice. In other cases, accidents attributed to pilot error result from shortcomings in the pilot's mental airplane systems knowledge. Examples might include misprogramming the autopilot or turning the wrong knob on the GPS nav. In the use of an aircraft training devices, computer-based training and regular practice in the aircraft can prevent these errors. The human brain is only capable of processing seven individual chunks of information at a time. Because of this, when flying in dangerous conditions, some information may slip by us because our brain simply cannot process the new information. By screening out vital information, our safety in the air is compromised. Also, when this information is missing, we tend to fill in the gaps. When there is more information than the brain can accurately perceive and process, it compensates by filling in the gaps and producing an interpretation that is not correct. Another trap which pilots commonly fall into is patterns and expectation. The brain uses existing knowledge and experience as a shortcut to processing new information. This tendency can be useful, but it also can be dangerous. For example, when using a new GPS for the first time, one may resort to ways they're familiar with in the past. However, these old ways may not work with the new GPS and can cause the pilot to create fatal errors. Of all the common mistakes,
confirmation bias is often the most dangerous. Human beings have the tendency to look for information that confirms an idea that we already have. If you have already decided on flying on a given day, you may choose to ignore whether that could be potentially dangerous to your flight. The final of aeronautical decision-making errors is framing. When you're looking at a given situation, there are multiple ways in which one may look at the situation. When flying to your destination in worsening weather conditions, there are multiple ways of thinking of the situation. On one hand, you could think, if I keep going, I will save a lot of time and it will be very convenient. However, if you think, if I keep going, I could get myself in real trouble, then you're more likely to divert in the second scenario than you are in the first scenario. These choices ultimately will lead to a safer flying experience for all pilots. It is good to learn about ADM and its common errors, however, it's important to apply it in the cockpit. The best way to do this is to apply it to real-life situations. All of our examples come from GeneralAviationNews.com. The first incident took place over a year ago, but the official NTSB report was published this year. In January of 2019, an airline transport pilot glided with the ground after losing sight of the horizon. The pilot, flying his Piper Super Cub, initiated a left-hand turn about 800 feet above ground level. At this point, the pilot became distracted while focusing on a distant point across the frozen and snow-covered lake. The pilot then lost reference to the horizon and continued descending in his turn, eventually striking the ground with his left wing, main gear, and right wing. The official NTSB report states that, quote, the pilot's distraction and subsequent loss of situational awareness and visual horizon in overcast sky conditions led to an unrecognized descent during a low-level maneuver and subsequent impact with snow-covered terrain. In this first scenario, how could the pilot have used ADM to help better his flying experience? The pilot admitted that, quote, after carefully trying to review the moments preceding the impact, it is apparent to me that I lost depth perception while turning over the snow-covered lake. He then goes on to say that he believes this could have been avoided if he had maintained situational awareness of the terrain features and corrected for the loss of vertical component of lift while in a left banking turn. Aeronautical decision making, or ADM, comes into effect here. The pilot was not solely focused on the task at hand, however became distracted with other outside elements. I too as a pilot have often found myself distracted even while in critical phases of flight. If you recognize these distractions during a critical phase of flight or any portion of flight, make sure you eliminate them as soon as possible. This way, your flying will be the safest experience possible. The broken cloud layers mixed with the snow made it difficult to find the horizon in the VMC conditions. These weather conditions made it even more important that the pilot was focused on the task at hand because the horizon could easily be lost. Our next story is titled, Student Ends Up in a Ditch After Rejected Takeoff. A solo student pilot reported that during his takeoff roll in Reno, Nevada, he applied aft pressure to the control yoke at about 65 knots and the airplane started to shake. The Cessna 172 continued to shake as he applied more aft pressure, so he rejected the takeoff. 
as he reduced power and released the pressure on the control yoke. The airplane veered right. He overcorrected the airplane and veered left, right, and then left again. The airplane went off the runway and hit a ditch, sustaining substantial damage to the lower fuselage. The student did report that there were no other mechanical failures which caused the accident. The NTSB ruled the probable cause of the student pilot's failure to maintain directional control during a rejected takeoff, which resulted in a runway excursion and impact with a ditch. But how could ADM be applied to this situation? One error in the situation which I noticed right away was the pilot's claim that he was attempting to take off at 65 knots while flying a Cessna 172. The rotation speed of a Cessna 172 is 55 knots. As soon as I got over 60 knots and realized I wasn't taking off, I would notice that something was gone awry. The nose wheel shake or shimmy is typical in a Cessna 172. However, at extreme speeds, it can become quite severe and harsh. The student pilot does claim that, quote, the accident could have been prevented by using more of the runway to bleed off speed. Additionally, too much rudder and potential accidental braking was applied to try and correct this initial right drifting of the aircraft. He then goes on to say that more subtle inputs to get the aircraft back on the centerline could have prevented this event from happening. While the cause can mostly be attributed to pilot error and a low time pilot's inability to correctly control the airplane, aeronautical decision making still comes into effect anytime the airplane is not parked stationary on the ground. This last story is titled Pilot Hits Power Lines While Attempting to Avoid a Flock of Birds. The Navy on pilot reported while on a three mile base light to the airport in Patterson, Louisiana, he encountered a large flock of birds circling. He was forced to abort his base light and began a rapid descent to avoid the birds. However, the birds followed and he continued his descent. He made evasive maneuvers to avoid power lines, but ultimately his vertical stabilizer hit the power lines, shearing off the vertical stabilizer and rudder. The pilot maintained control of the airplane, climbed and declared an emergency. He then requested flight following to an airport where there would be no crosswind on his landing. He approached the runway at a higher airspeed to reduce the left turning tendencies and during the landing roll, the airplane veered to the left of the runway and into the grass field. This story is filled with aeronautical decision making. The pilot's first decision to avoid the birds was a smart one. Birds typically will run away from you because you are the biggest bird in the sky and you're making quite a bit of noise. However, in this situation, the birds followed him. The pilot then decided to abort his base leg and his final approach. This again was a smart decision. While evading the birds, the pilot observed power lines and he quickly tried to correct away from them. However, it was too late. The pilot, instead of trying to land at his intended airport, decided to find an airport which was better suited for his landing conditions. Many times in these stressful situations, we'll try to land as soon as possible. However, this pilot realized that landing without a crosswind would make his landing that much safer. As he was circling looking for a new airport to land at, he had one in mind, but did not want to fly over heavily populated areas with a damaged aircraft. This again was a smart aeronautical decision. Finally, the pilot's decision to fly his approach at a high airspeed to maintain control was a smart one. Because he had no control over his yaw, 
he had to maintain a high airspeed to reduce the left turning tendencies. This pilot made a series of good choices which helped him live and fly another day, although he may have been shaken up a little bit. To conclude, aeronautical decision making pertains not only to a go-no-go decision, but can be useful in every stage of flight. Every decision that a pilot makes has an impact on the safety of a flight. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to check out last week's episode on transitioning to a glass cockpit. Also, make sure to share this show with anyone you think might enjoy it. And also, make sure you leave a review on whatever listening platform you're using. A link to all the resources used in today's show can be found in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a link to my Patreon. Please consider subscribing to my Patreon to receive exclusive materials released every week. This show takes a lot of time each week to record, edit, and produce. It would mean the world to me if you went over to my Patreon and financially supported this show. Again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353, and let's make the skies a safer place. Music